Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Hand Stories. This is a place where I tell you stories. What kind? Well, histories, mysteries and unbelievistries. Today's story is very much an unbelievistry. It's also an underdog story. Metaphorically and literally. You'll see. So here's what happens. It's April 27th of 1991 and a little boy called Derek Shaw has gone missing. His family lived in a desert community in a place called Maricopa, Arizona in the United States and he was out playing with his uh, older brother and that's when he wandered off into the desert. Now you can imagine the panic that his mother must have felt when she came out and saw that her two-year-old boy was missing. She must have frantically scanned the horizon and seen the sand stretching out for miles in every direction. But no sign of little Derek. She immediately calls the police and a search is launched. Volunteers are gathered and 500 people show up to search for Derek Shaw. It's 500 people scouring a five-mile radius looking for this little boy and 500 people cannot find him. Search helicopters are brought in and even they can't find a trace of this boy. Now, there was an unintended consequence of having 500 people looking for Derek, which was that in their frantic attempts to find the boy, they had erased any tracks that Derek must have left. 36 hours passed and there was no sign of Derek Shaw. That's when the head of this rescue operation remembered Nancy Hackmeister. Nancy Hackmeister at this time used to volunteer in search and rescue operations and she used to be assisted by Utah's Rocky Mountain Rescue Dogs. Her story was incredible too. The reason Nancy was so involved in the search and rescue operations was because she had gone through something similar herself. Here's what had happened. Her father used to be a pilot and unfortunately one day his plane had crashed. The bodies of the people on the plane had been found very quickly but Nancy's father's body had remained missing. It had taken 33 days of searching before they finally discovered Nancy's father's body. 33 days of pain and uncertainty and which is why Nancy Hackmeister had decided to take part in search and rescue operations so that she could spare other people the trauma and uncertainty of not finding a loved one. Nancy Hackmeister used to conduct these search and rescue operations with her dogs and the dog that she used most often was a German Shepherd called Aja. But when this incident occurs, unfortunately, Aja was not available. She was injured, which is why the only dog at her disposal was Aja's daughter, a dog called Callie. Now, Nancy had her doubts about Callie's abilities in this search and rescue job because Callie was an amateur rescue dog and more than that she lacked this one critical ability that is required in rescue dogs and that is the ability of fearlessness. This behavior of Callie could also 
we trace back to one particular incident. Here's what had happened. Once Callie was riding with Nancy in her truck and this truck had been hit by a drunk driver. When this accident occurred, Callie had disappeared and she would only be found later in a bush, shivering and trembling with a massive chest wound. After this incident, Callie had been nervous and she had not been the most fearless when taken out on rescue missions. But there was no time to lose. The call had come in. 36 hours had passed. A young boy was missing. And now his fate lay in the hands of an uncertain dog. Nancy flew to Arizona with Callie and she quickly goes to the command post where she's updated by Jim Langston, who is the head of this rescue operation in Arizona. She's given maps, which she studies. These maps are of the area and they also highlight the places that have been searched. She's told that she has a deadline. The deadline was 6 p.m. the following day. After 6 p.m. on the following day, the chances of finding Derek Shaw alive would be extremely minuscule. There was a race against the clock and Nancy hoped that Callie would come good. That night, the search begins. Nancy has been handed a sock that belonged to Derek. The sock she holds up in front of Callie's nose and she gets the dog to take a sniff. Callie takes these deep breaths and Nancy urges her on. She says, Find Callie, find. Callie then looks into the desert and races off. She is enthusiastic and she's running through the desert, sniffing around all the sparse vegetation. She lifts her head and she takes in the cool nighttime desert air and she powers on. It's around this time that suddenly a helicopter that has been searching for Derek swoops past this area. The noise is thunderous as the fans of the helicopter were. And because of this noise, Callie gets startled. She's frightened and she starts shrinking away from her duty. Nancy quickly comforts her, strokes her, coaxes her and gets her to get back onto the search. And slowly and cautiously, Callie resumes. But the search would prove to be difficult. Slowly, the minutes turn into hours and the hours start ticking by. With every hour that's going by, the chances of finding Derek alive are dwindling. Although this is happening and Nancy knows the urgency, she cannot show this. Because as a handler of this dog, whatever she communicates, the dog understands. If she has a loss of confidence in this dog, the dog will also start flagging. So which is why she is ever encouraging, coaxing and demanding that Callie keep moving forward. But Callie would find nothing that night. Derek would still be lost to the desert and Callie would be tired and unsuccessful. It was a crushing blow. The untrained dog had failed. Before I tell you what happens next, let me stop here and tell you a little bit about the history of the search and rescue dogs because there are some fascinating stories within this history. Now the first use of search and rescue dogs is dated back to the 1700s and it takes place in this monastery in Switzerland called the St. Bernard's Hospice. 
this monastery is built on the mountain side in this very rocky terrain in the swiss alps and it's hard to get to by itself but in the winter months the snow falls and it becomes even more treacherous now it is in these winter months that travelers would often get stranded on the mountain side and the monks in the monastery would be called to rescue them now they started taking their dogs along with them on these rescue missions and they started realizing one very interesting thing they realized that the dogs were very adept at moving around this terrain and they were incredibly good at detecting these stranded travelers which is why they started breeding these dogs expressly for rescue missions these dogs would eventually be called the saint bernard now there is one particular dog who is the most famous of the saint bernards and his name was barry barry was born in the year 1800 and the reason he's such a famous rescue dog is because he has been known to have rescued about 40 people his most famous rescue involved the rescue of this young child there was a boy who had gotten missing uh, in the snow of the area and barry had gone out to find him he had eventually found the boy in this icy cavern the boy was asleep and barry had licked him to give him warmth and to wake him up when the boy woke up barry urged him to get on to his back the boy understood it and he got on to the dog's back and the dog carried him back to the monastery dogs because of their sense of smell and more importantly their sense of loyalty have been used in many many dangerous places and the most dangerous of all these places is of course war many dogs have been used in war and the most famous and decorated of these dogs is a dog called sergeant stubby sergeant stubby was part of the 102nd infantry regiment of the united states and he took part in world war 1 he was uh, in france for 18 months and took part in four offensives and 17 battles now here's what sergeant stubby did he was injured twice in the course of battle once by a grenade and the second time by mustard gas and both times he spent time away recuperating and then came back onto the battlefield the second time when he was hit by mustard gas after he recovered and came back they gave him a specially designed gas mask that fit the face of sergeant stubby now because he had been affected by mustard gas he knew the smell of it and began alerting his unit also he would help in recovering wounded soldiers and because his ears were sharp and he could hear the whine of artillery much before his soldiers saw it he was able to alert his unit on when to duck because of all these heroics he is today the most decorated of all the military dogs in the world in india the first police canine unit was established in 1957 and it was established in shimla this first dog squad was incepted by a man called lieutenant governor raja bajrang bahadur singh bhadri now lieutenant governor bhadri was an ardent fan of dogs and he recognized their value in police work which is why he set up this uh, training center in shimla and the first dog that they got was a dog called hero and he was a german shepherd that they had imported from ireland these dogs serve for about 7 to 10 years before they are retired and then they go to rehabilitation centers or are adopted 
by policemen or civilians in the history of police dogs in india there is one dog that stands apart and this dog's name was zanjeer now zanjeer was a light brown labrador and because he was light brown in color he was also called ginger but the name zanjeer came from obviously amitabh bachchan's 1973 blockbuster zanjeer now zanjeer was born in 1992 and he joined the mumbai police bomb detection and disposal unit and he would be called into duty in 1993 in 1993 12 bomb blasts ripped through mumbai that's when zanjeer was brought in and he helped avoid three more attacks in the first case he detected rdx and gelatin sticks that were strapped to a scooter and then later he was able to sniff out arms he basically found these two spots where there were rifles grenades and pistols and because of zanjeer so many lives were saved because on this particular day in mumbai 257 people lost their lives and a thousand plus were injured and you can imagine how many more would have been added to that list if it weren't for zanjeer all of this was to tell you that the job that these dogs do is immense and the task in front of cali was just as big the next morning nancy and cali begin their search at 5 am and it begins very ominously because in the morning when they wake up in the distance nancy can see vultures they are circling a particular part of the desert she feels a pit form in her stomach and she hopes that derek is not the person over whom these vultures are flying she urges cali to get on with this search and she hopes that this dog can come good fast cali begins her search and it's tough work and it's slow work and suddenly cali yelps nancy stops and she sees what's happened and she tells cali to roll over and she sees that there is a cactus spine that is lodged in the paw of cali she pulls out the spine and she doesn't know what this dog is going to do next how it's going to react to this impediment and surprisingly cali gets up and begins searching again they search from 5 am and they continue searching through the morning but there are no results eventually the sun starts climbing and the temperature start rising with it eventually it becomes too hot for both the dog and nancy to continue and so they retreat back to the command post at the command post the mood is extremely somber 75 hours have passed and they still haven't found derek shaw chances of finding this 2 year old alive are very 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 small but no one at the command post wants to give up just yet and no one wants to continue searching more than nancy and cali so when the sun sets the two of them set out again and again cali starts running through the desert hoping to find the scent of this young boy and again she is struck by these cactus spines nancy keeps pulling them out and this exhausted tired and sore dog continues with her search then suddenly she stops and she points 
her nose into the air and takes a deep breath then it's like a spirit has possessed her she suddenly darts off into the desert and nancy runs behind her kali races towards the base of this mountain this mountain is about 3 miles away from the command post and kali is headed there there she stops and points at a tree nancy takes out a torch and shines it into this tree but finds nothing she looks at kali but kali is adamant so nancy trusts kali and starts looking around this tree suddenly her torch hits a bush and in the bush it hits a human form there is derek shaw nancy pulls the boy out of the out of this bush that he is lying in he is cut he is scratched he is turned brown with walking through this desert but the boy is alive she tries to radio in for help but she is out of range so she carries the child and starts making her way back to the command post she is hoping that the child doesn't die on her now she walks and walks and walks and kali follows behind her and finally they get to a place where there is radio reception she immediately calls for help and within minutes a helicopter is dispatched and it lands onto the sand of the desert the boy is put into this helicopter and is revived this helicopter came not a moment too soon derek shaw makes it alive kali on the other hand is exhausted and tired and sore and her paws are bleeding she is eventually taken to a vet who pulls out even more cactus spines it was an incredible moment when an uncertain dog came good she had pulled through and she had succeeded at her job against all odds in terrible terrain kali had managed to sniff out the scent of derek shaw and led nancy to him whatever doubts nancy had about this dog had been dispelled once and for all and that's the story of the incredible kelly and the job that these search and rescue dogs perform tirelessly every single day so that's it from this story i hope you enjoyed it if you did then please leave a like and a comment let me know what other stories you would like me to cover and also let me know what you thought of this one as usual this episode is brought to you by my career if you'd like to support my career then please check the description for ticket links for shows i'll be doing nevil shah and i are coming to gurgaon and delhi uh, we're coming on 23rd of april and 24th so you can look for tickets in the description that's it from this episode until next time stay safe and bye bye